What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, to In Game Live. Hour number two, George Kurtz and Dane Martinez giving you the edge, catching you up on all the stories throughout the week. We talked about football in hour number one. We turn our attention to baseball because, listen, some of the same things are happening, George, right? Like players are getting tested. Players are starting to organize. You mentioned the inter-squad games that are happening now. You know, summer training, I guess, is what we're calling it. I don't okay. know. Summer okay. camp, sure, I'll go with it, whatever it is, right? Let's play a little Nukem, go to the pool, whatever the case may be. I re- yeah, yeah, you remember Nukem. There it is, George. I knew I could strike a chord. But here's what I want to mention. It's inevitable, right? In the same way as in hour number one, I made the crazy controversial statement that empathy and education is always a good thing. I'm also going to make a crazy controversial statement. As we test people, we're going to get positive tests, George. And so these things are happening now. The Atlanta Braves had a number of tests positive, including all-star first baseman Freddie Freeman. It didn't sound, it sounds like he was symptomatic to the point, and I want to get your thoughts on this, George. Nick Mark. Kakis, his teammate on the Atlanta Braves, decided to opt out of the 2020 season. And guess what? He cites his conversation with Freddie as something that swayed him. Like these athletes, regardless of the term bubble we keep on throwing around, they are not living in a bubble. They see their colleagues, their teammates, their frat brothers getting sick or testing positive. They see the way sports are stumbling over themselves to handle it. And I think it's just like increasing concern, not allaying anxiety. You know what I mean? Nick Markakis, a perfect example. He's decided to opt out and cites, you know, his conversations with teammate Freddie Freeman and swaying him, George. I think uh, this entire week has been concerning, to put it nicely, and that's probably yeah. is putting it nicely. Look at what happened last weekend. I understand it was a holiday weekend. You know, July 4th was, uh, what, Saturday. Yep. All right, but uh, we have Labor Day coming up, too, in the baseball season, if it goes right. on, right? <laughs> Yet the testers didn't show at certain ballparks. Yeah. Uh, the players were testing themselves, and then the tests were delayed. That can't happen. That just there's no excuse for that. That cannot happen. So that that was a huge major. And listen, I took notice of the, uh, the Freddie Freeman thing as well. All right, Freddie got sick. That's unfortunate. Bad luck. But then when one of his players said, "Yeah, I talked to him, and now I'm not playing," uh, that's a major red flag. Because what did Freddie tell him? Right. I told him this sucks. I feel yeah. terrible. You don't. It's want not this. the common cold. Is right. probably what he. You told. don't want this, bro. That's pretty much what he's telling him. You do not want this. I can't do this. I can't do that. I feel awful. This is Freddie Freeman. We're talking a ball player here as strong yeah. as an ox. And he uh, he's telling Nick 
bad things. Nick's also an older player, and I don't mean that in a bad way. That means his career is running out as it is. He's gonna he only has a little more time to make money to win a championship and all that. Yet he's still not playing. You know that I, in my mind, this whole week raised a whole bunch of red flags. And in Major League Baseball, you have to be embarrassed by what happened last weekend. Your testers didn't show. The tests were late. You're trying to find another lab. How has this not already been worked out? Yeah, absolutely, George. And here's the thing. You know, Chris Bryant, well, among others, were vocal about this this week. You know, and Bryant was saying, listen, I got tested when I was in. And then, uh, you know, it took like a week before I'm tested again. The two-day delay. You know, the way he said it, as I read it, Chris Bryant, like, he said, I was down to go because I thought I was going to be safe. Now I don't know if I feel that way, right? So the Nick Markakis angle is one side of it, George, right? Like, hey, I'm realizing this virus sucks. You don't want this, bro. That's one side that causes more concern. The Chris Bryant side is the other one. Like, can they actually keep us safe? You talk about the testing. I would also look at these other sports that are happening, right? We see what's happening in the MLS bubble. That's not cause for encouragement. When you hear these other stories left and right, right? So the way it's being treated is one thing. And the fact that this is serious and the curve is going up is the other. I agree with you that what Chris Bryant said around the testing, like, this does not inspire confidence, George. They can't keep you safe, right? That That's silly. They can minimize it. You know, they can minimize, but they can't keep You're not playing in a bubble. You're going to go home afterwards. You're going to go to whatever you're going to do afterwards. So they, this is not all on MLB. The no, test of course. being screwed up was on MLB. That can't happen. Right? That, that's a joke in my the mind. The fact that we're in a pandemic with a rising curve is not MLB's fault. Right? But the process of testing. Yeah, but think about it, George. Like these, They might be able to go home, right? And then what if your kid is going to public school? And you live in the same house, right? Or you have a parent who's a, you know, compromised or has cancer, is elderly, whatever the case may be. I think it's, you know, again, more questions being raised than answers that I'm seeing. And then people are going to test positive. One that did test positive this week, George, I'm sure you saw about was, you know, Boston Red Sox starting pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez. Now, listen, baseball is supposed to start on what, July 23rd, July 24th? That's 14 days away. Everything I've heard of, George, is this 14-day quarantine, this 14-day isolation. So I believe that you, we are now in the window, officially, that if you test positive, you're compromised for opening day. Eduardo Rodriguez was supposed to be the opening day starter, the ace of the Red Sox staff. And this is just one test, I'm sure. Yeah, I know it's only 1% or 2%, but this is going to happen, George. And we're now in the window where it may knock you out for opening day. Absolutely. And that'd be a kill. You, you missing any time nowadays of a 60 game season hurts, right? You know, these starting pitches are only going to make about 12 starts, Absolutely. maybe 13 if you get some good off days in there, right? You're pretty much going to have 12 starts there. If you're going to miss two starts, that's a six of the season. Yeah. That's a lot. And what I found Eduardo Rodriguez weird that it was announced he tested COVID, but I knew he had it 10 days ago. So it was reported. I, I, anyway, I put it on our, uh, our back page there. So I don't know what's going on here about when it's becoming public and when they actually tested it. Did he have to be tested again to right. confirm it? That sort of thing, which is fine. Listen, Dane, you come into work tomorrow, uh, you test, it's positive, and you feel great. If I'm you, I'd want a second test sure. to confirm it, to make sure. sure. You know, we don't want no false positives here, and I'm fine with that. But uh, it's just weird. I also wonder what's going to happen. We've had some opt-outs, right? You mentioned Mark Kakis, yeah. you know, Ross, a couple other guys. Uh, not, yeah. not huge names, but names. What's going to happen? You don't think David Mike, Price is a name? I Dave, mean, Mark David Price would be the, the biggest name so far. What happens with Mike Trout? That's right. Says, you know what? I got this new kid on the way. I'm not playing. 60 game season. I don't. Why am I? Why am I risking my health, my family for 60 games? Yeah. Bryce Harper has a, a kid on the way. Zach Wheeler has already said he I may not play as soon one. as the kid is born. Yeah. And right. here's the thing, you know, I, I talked to my man, Kevin Walsh, you know it on the early line all the time. He loves the NBA. Okay. He loves the NBA. And it's funny. I'll, I'll tell him, oh, oh, Bradley Beal opted out. He's like, yeah, the Wizards weren't going to win anyway. I still need a big, I need a team what, that's contending or something like that. Or I need a bigger name player. I was like, ooh, all right. Uh, what about Nikolai Jokic? How do you feel about that one? Are the Nuggets a contender enough for you? Right? And he's like, nah, they, they didn't have a real chance of winning anyway. 
okay, fine. Are you telling me it has to be a Laker we're talking about? Avery Bradley opting out. He's like, yeah, that's not a big enough player for me. Okay, what about like a Lou Williams on the Clippers? He's like, ah, that's not big enough for me. It's almost like these excuses that until or unless like LeBron effing James, right? Or Lamar Jackson test positive or has some kind of issue. And I'm past that, George, because it's going to happen. It's an inevitability that someone high profile or some, or a critical piece of a championship contender is going to happen. You can't just keep on moving the goalposts on like, you know, this we've we've already warped competitive balance. It's done. Right. So this thing, it either matters or it doesn't. You say you're not going to count these records. You're going to put an asterisk on it. COVID corral. But it matters one way or another because, you know, Nathan Eovaldi is now going to open on opening day for the Boston Red Sox. No, listen, I, I'm purely I'm going to watch the games. But I'm, I'm the scheduling they came out with this week where the Yankees play the Red Sox 10 times but seven of the games are at Yankee Stadium, only three right. at Fenway. Why? Anybody? Anybody? I haven't even heard a reasoning for this yet. Nope. And I don't understand why. Listen, I like the this, uh, the interleague games for the Yankees and Mets. Sure, they're fun, but you, the schedule would have seemed to work out perfect. Four teams in your division, ten times yep. each. That's forty. Five teams in the other division, five times four is twenty. There's your sixty. Yep. Why are we playing? By we, I mean why is baseball going to play? You're gonna play six games versus the Mets, three games versus the Nationals. Why? Isn't that unfair? And the yep. Nationals will get to play the Orioles. We Six talked about times. this. The Mets have to play the Yankees. Right. That's not fair to the Mets. That's not. It's just uh, weird. So you can't tell me the season is uh, is straight up. I'm just not going to buy that. I'm going to watch. Of course, I'm going to watch. Sure. I love the game. I'm still playing fantasy. I'll still be gambling. I'll still be playing DFS, doing all this stuff. You know, it's what what we do. But uh, like I said, as far as you tell me this is a real season, it's not. I want. I do want the players to be safe. You know, and I'm, I'm not going to blame any player in any sport, by the way, that says, you know what, I'll wait till next year. Yeah, I'll wait till next year. I'm I'm fine with that. I know personally, Dane, uh, I'm a hockey ref, yep. and the rink has been closed, but it opened up on Tuesday, and uh, they asked me, hey, uh, can you come ref uh, ref the games? Da 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 da. I first I check with my wife, you know, just like anybody else would. My wife's right. a nurse anyway, but I'm like, listen, are you comfortable with me going to ref hockey games? It's an outdoor rink, so it's safer than most places. But you know. She said, yeah, you'll, you'll be okay. Just make sure you take normal precautions, wash your hands, blah, 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 come home, take a shower immediately, go right. change in the garage. And that, that's the sacrifice I'm, I'll make, sure. I'm going to keep my family safe. But I don't blame any of these players, not a one that says, you know what, it's just not worth the risk, because it's not. It's not worth the risk to your health or your family's health. It's, a, it's the times we play in. We're going to have to get used to it for a little bit. And if I have a newborn on the way, right? I don't think so. Or a parent that's living with me. You know, I mean, I, and... and I, like, I don't have to make excuses. It's valid, George. End of sentence. You know what I mean? Like, when you think about it, and you just talk, and here's another wrinkle. You just said, you know, your wife is a nurse or what have you. You're talking about the risk, right? And what is the risk? And if you're comfortable with that, what precautions you need, may need to take. You said the first thing you would do is talk to your wife. I'm sure I would do the same, right? What about this, George? What if your wife is, you know, who is in the know, let's say, is saying, you know what, baby? It's okay to make that road trip to play the Mets, but can you not make the road trip to play the Diamondbacks? Wouldn't that also be valid right now? Like, it's all good, but please don't go to Texas. Don't go to Florida. Don't go to Georgia. Don't go to Arizona. Don't go to California. You know, sure, you want to play the Pirates, the Phillies, and the Mets? Cool. Like, that's also valid, right? That is an awesome point. Awesome point. You mentioned the, the wife. My wife is a nurse. She's just independent decision, right? Don't go. Don't go to the states that have it. Don't go to Florida. Don't go I mean, to the Texas. The state of New York is telling people to quarantine and isolate when you're coming back from those eight, nine states. It is an inherent elevated risk. What if that's above the bar for your wife, George? I love it. And what would you? There's no. And I don't think there's anything in the uh, this new agreement to help with safety protocol for somebody who wants to do that. And you know what? I don't want to go to Arizona. It's bad right. there. You know, I, I could see that. suggests that that is too dangerous for me. However, yeah, I'll go to Yankee Stadium, but the data suggests that I don't want to go to play Atlanta right now. Now what? And that'll change in a month, right? In a month, yep. Atlanta might be fine. Maybe it's Milwaukee that's bad. Yep. You know, it's, it's, it's the times we live in. I think uh, what MLB is doing is either you're going to play them all or you're not going to play any. 
It is very, very interesting and a very, very slippery slope. You mentioned Zach Wheeler. I think that's an interesting case. We'll talk about that continuing the Major League Baseball discussion when we come back right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, everybody, to In Game Live right here on Sports with George Kurtz and I giving you the edge. And, George, you know, you mentioned uh, Zach Wheeler. You know, Philadelphia pitcher, uh, Phillies pitcher, former New York Mets pitcher. He was signed in the offseason. Another, you know, valid case in life, George, right? His wife is something like seven or eight months pregnant. She's due with their first child. What I saw was like late July, right as this season starts. You made the point with Eduardo Rodriguez in Boston already, right? Let's work in kind of rough details here. Let's say a pitcher is going to get 10, 11 starts, maybe 12. A 14-day quarantine is, what, two, maybe three times through the rotation, right? We're talking about a potential three out of 11. That's more than a quarter of the innings this person is going to face. And also, maybe there's something on the front end, right? For Wheeler, he may have to miss a couple of days right before he goes so that he can isolate so that he can be there for the birth of his child. They could lop off a quarter of the season. And, George, this is even more important for starting pitchers rather than position players, right? Because their trips through the lineup, you're compromising so much of what they were going to do. Like the Wheeler case study is so interesting to me because it comes into focus for me. Boom. There's a quarter of your season gone. His is more interesting because he's also said that, you know what? I may not come back (laughs) after a child's born. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. But you mentioned that pregnancy is happening Really, shortly after the season starts, what's the point of going through what you're going through now then? To make one start, two starts? I don't think that makes sense. It's not like the baby's due late August or September. I heard late July. That's what I heard as well. That's why I I was double-checking here to make sure uh, that's what I heard here. And it is. You know, maybe the due date's off a little bit, but generally they're pretty spot on with this. So uh, that's an – I don't – listen, I don't think – bottom line is I think he's going to pitch. Because I think if he wasn't, he wouldn't be here now. 
You would have right. opted out already. What are you that building was, that's up for, right? You could take not summer camp, but fall camp and build up after the kid is born to get yourself up to be able to go six innings or whatever the case may be. Yeah, so I, I think he's going to pitch. Maybe you said it, though. What I, We don't know what the rules are. Once you go home with that newborn baby, can you come back in, what is it, paternity leave? Three days, I believe paternity leave is in baseball? It is three days. But there's so got to be some protocols when you're rejoining your team. You have to be isolated for a little bit. At you least get, you're going to get tested, right? You're probably going to get but tested. But you know, look, these tests aren't coming back for nine days, George. Well, the base has got to fix that. Okay. <laughs> You're right. He, he can't just show up and go, hey, I'm here, guys. Let's go. Right after, like, you know, a holiday weekend, whatever it is. It can't be seven days. They have to truncate that time for this case, for all sorts of other cases. There's not going to be, you know, it's not like he's going to be unique in the fact that he's going to need to get retested because he does something with his family. He goes to a sanctioned event, whatever the case may be. This is going to happen in the world, George, right? It is. But once again, I think players, they're supposed to get tested every other day. I think that's the goal here, test them every other day. Because I know some players were uh, complaining this week that clubhouse attendants are only being tested twice a week. But they're around the players all the time. I, I get it. I mean, pretty much you're being tested half as much as the players. But it's going to be strange because players are always going to go home. They're always going to go do things. So does this is this anything different? Yeah. What if you What if you've got three kids and they go to public school? I mean, are you going to have a questionnaire for every player? I don't know. You know what I mean? Now, and if, so that's if, what these are all valid questions. What's going to happen? And if they cause me or my wife any concern, what am I going to do about it? You know, like it's very, very hard. The other thing we just talked about, and George, you know, you mentioned when I just asked it to you kind of organically in the context of our conversation, you were like, oh, that's a really good question. And you said it was kind of the first time it was brought maybe not to your attention, you knew that baseball would travel as opposed to these other leagues that were in the bubble. But as we know, you know, George, this is not like the country of Germany, right? This is not like the country of New Zealand that had no cases and had all their fans back waving their flags for rugby. We, because, and I'm not getting into politics here, George, but because we have not had a federal response to this virus. We just haven't, okay? State by state, right? The different measures are being taken on different timelines with different curves and different data and ultimately a different level of risk. That's what it is. If you go right now to Florida or Texas or Arizona or California, it is different than it is in Pennsylvania. If you go to Florida in July, it's different than Florida in March, is different than New York in April, is different than New York, hopefully in July. They're going to try and do this over the course of two and three and four months when you talk about the playoffs, when different regions of this country, baseball team markets, George, are experiencing this virus in dramatically different ways. That makes getaway day have a whole new meaning, doesn't it, George? <laughs> Yeah, it's called get the hell out of here day. Uh, I mean, I, I do wonder, uh, for what you brought up, what if, uh, pick any team you want, uh, sure. you know, what if the, the Angels, well, be the Angels and the Dodgers, it's so bad in L.A., no, not playing here anymore. you got to gotta move, got to go someplace else. Where do they go? Do they go to their spring training site in uh, Arizona? The plan, it's MLB said they had the right to relocate a franchise. I just don't know what triggers that. I right. don't know what that looks like. I, you know, And if what MLB needs to trigger that is a higher threshold than what me as an individual person wants to be comfortable with, then what? I mean, you look at it, you're banking on, A, the government to tell you the truth, which is iffy as it is. Texas law don't have screwed everything up there. You can make an argument right now. I mean, the numbers in Dallas are horrendous. Right. Right? I mean, they're bad. Should, should the Rangers even be considering playing? The Rangers, the Astros. Houston's even worse, George. Right? So should they be considering playing in Texas right now? Probably not. If it's not for money, they probably would not be. And meanwhile, two weeks ago, George, the governor was like, yeah, we'll have 25% fans. That was weeks ago, George. So how do we know what state may be spiking in late September. Maybe it's going to be real dangerous to go to Kansas City. You know, maybe it'll be real dangerous to go to Seattle or go to Tampa or come back to the Northeast. Who knows, right? But that's a huge added variable that the bubble leagues do not have to consider. 
in a perfect world, there should be no listen. There should be no baseball, no football, no hockey. I mean, it should all should have been canceled. But we, we as a people, want it, and you know they want to make their money. No one's. You can say whatever you want. Money's coming first here. Health is second. They're trying to do their best here, and they'll. I think they'll do a decent job. But they won't do a great job. We saw that last weekend. There'll be other mistakes that happen. Mm-hmm. The testers don't show, or samples get lost. And listen, I'm also of the belief, Dane. <laughs> you know, uh, Aaron Judge shows up at Yankee Stadium with a fever, but showing no symptoms. Uh, go ahead, Aaron. Oh yeah, Tom Brady got a concussion in the Super Bowl. They didn't right. yank him. Where was the independent doctor yeah, exactly. in that? You're good. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, you're all right. You know, uh, damn right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Damn you know, right. that, that sort of thing. Clay Bellinger. Yeah, Clay. All right. Come some dirt on. You'll be all right. <laughs> you know, so I'm not. I'm not really buying this completely either. And I said I think that works for both sides. By the way, I'm not just saying the owner. Uh, the whatever the owners wouldn't tell the players. I think the player would be the same way too. Oh, what? Oh, I feel fine. No, let it go. Let it go. Unless they're like symptomatic and got what Freddie Freeman has and is on some, you don't want this, bro. Let me ask you this, though, George. We're trying to make money here, okay? Um, Would you ever use a state's coronavirus curve to handicap baseball? No, no, no. I'm serious, though, George. I know I, I framed it in a funny way, right? But when I look at the World Series leader odds, right? The Dodgers are the first choice. They're in a spiking state. The Atlanta Braves are there. They're in a spiking state. The Houston Astros are there. They're in a spiking state. The Tampa Bay Rays are there. They're in a spiking state. Yankees aren't. You mentioned that the Yankees will have a schedule imbalance with the Boston Red Sox playing at home. I'm not trying to just force feed the Yankees, right? But is it not within the realm of possibility that, like, the World Series will have to be played with one team getting all home games or at a neutral site or something dramatic like that could happen where a team in the NLCS could have an FC Dallas kind of outbreak and have to get disqualified. How, if at all, would you try to get ahead of these numbers given everything we're talking about? Is it a team like, for example, the Tampa Bay Rays, who when you look to their 60-man rotation, have incredible stuff and depth in their kind of pitching you know, farm system because it's going to get tested because people are going to test positive. How might you try to play this and get ahead of this, George? I was laughing not because I was making fun of you, but because, yes, I have thought about this. Okay, okay. All right, that's why it has crossed my mind. And it crossed my mind with season totals. All right, okay. if I'm going, and I like season, I like betting the unders, overs and unders on uh, season wins and stuff like that. There is no way right now I would be betting an over for any team in Florida – Texas, Arizona, or California. Okay. Because I'm of the belief that we're going to hear it all year season long. Up, oh, this player's not playing. He's got it. Ding. We're taking him. Ding. <laughs> ding. Why am I going to bet on, let's say, the Dodgers to win, uh, what is it, 38 games? 37 and a half. 37 and a half. Why am I going to bet them to win the over when they might lose Bellinger, Bueller, and Kershaw for all I know? Right. I mean, it's a, it's a, you're gambling in the first place. Now you're really gambling. But isn't the inverse always true? What if they run up in a series and their opponents have their starting pitchers cleared out? Like, isn't that all? I, I think the same way like in football, right? It can happen up to offensive players or it can happen to defensive players. It can happen to my team or their opponents, right? I don't know about you, though. I'm a better. I assume it's going to go against me. Yeah, I, I, I assume I'm not going to get the luck there. I just It's just the way things work here. But I'm, the point is I am more likely to bet the teams you mentioned, the northern teams that aren't being affected, Yankees, Mets, Phillies, uh, stuff like that. Uh, I like the Chicago White Sox for okay. a myriad of reasons, not just uh, the virus, the fact that they're not in a hard-hit state, but also because the schedule. I think the schedule is huge, by the way. You want to win money in baseball? I think the central teams both ways. Yeah. They're, they're, both those divisions yeah. are terrible. Because now they got 40 games against them, right? It's all a game, especially in the wild card hunt. It's the Pirates against the, uh, you know, the Tigers against the Royals. These are bad, bad teams. All right, that's why I'm gonna love yeah, a lot of Tigers. Like, oh, I wish I could play with. I mean, yeah. a team like the uh, the White Sox is going to play the Royals and that's Tigers right. twenty times. That might help them get somewhere. It just might. At least, uh, you know, I think, oh, maybe not in the division, right? But when you talk about home field advantage up against the teams in the East or the West, when you talk about the team that's the wild card, you know, the second place team in that division, I'd much rather be the Cleveland. Let's say even, 
you like the Twins to win the division. And you like the Astros to win the West, right? But then when you're looking about the Angels, who I'm high on, against the White Sox, who I know you're high on, well, the White Sox schedule is dramatically easier in most people's opinion, and that'll help them compete against for the wild card against teams like the Angels or the Rays, right, George? And you can take it another way, too. You want to bet on a team like the Yankees or the Rays to make the playoffs. Well, because of the schedule imbalance and how easier some teams have a schedule, maybe it's just a division winner that gets in from the East. And there is no wild card because, you know, the Indians and, and the, uh, the White Sox got to play such an easier schedule. That wouldn't shock me either. So many ways to skin a cat, and this happens in all sports. We'll continue to give you the edge on SportsGrid when George and I come back. It is in-game live. More after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Welcome back in, everybody, in-game live right here on SportsGrid. George Kurtz and I, you know, George, trying to give people the edge, right? But, like, where is the edge, you know? And I think what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to, in essence, acknowledge that the market is volatile, right? You have to know that is kind of like a sunk cost going in, right? Because it may fluctuate your first round pick in fantasy may go down with COVID. You know, opponents may happen. We don't know where it's going to strike in the most inopportune times. I think you have to accept that as like a baked in part of it in any way, You're whether it's betting, whether it's playing fantasy sports. That's why I asked you, George, you know, <laughs> I'm in the Scotty Fishbowl League, right? It's eight hours you have for a pick, right? I'm always of the mindset, if I know my guy, I'm going to pick it. 
Some people are saying, no, milk the clock. Take all eight hours because you never know what might happen. I got to tell you something. Just the other day in my slow draft, you know, there was a little bit of news in the NFL. The piece that we covered about San Francisco in hour one. Guess who the next pick was in my Scott Fishbowl draft? It was Tevin Coleman. And I get it. That makes sense, right? So do you wait more this year? Like, do you not bet futures more this year, George? Do you wait to make your bets? Do you wait to make your draft picks? Because you have to accept that uncertainty is the only norm of 2020. Do you just wait? Waiting is always the gamble, right? Because the line could fluctuate against you. Yeah. You know, I, so it's always hard to go one way or the other. You know, waiting, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm a patient person. I do like to wait if I'm... Thinks, if I think something's going to come up, if I think there's some some news there, but generally they're still going to get it first, right? Right. And I'm listen. I'm really good at this. I get my news here, but generally Vegas is better. They're always <laughs> better. They will get it. This is what they do. This is, they'll get it first. They'll adjust the line before you can. So you sort of have to take sort of educated. I don't want to say guesses, but maybe educated hedges. This is really what mm. you're doing here. That this is going to happen. I am fully aware that this is a weird season for all sports, and weird things are going to happen. Okay, I think I think we all have to accept that. Yeah. This is a, a pandemic year. We're playing with weird schedules, with weird rules. And you know what? I may not like it, but I accepted it. I'm fine with it. I'm willing to move on. I'm going to watch the games. I'm going to do what I do, and then I'm going to enjoy. I'm not going to be mad because I lose a bet now because you know, the runner started at uh, on second base in the tenth inning. He scored. I lost. I know it's it, it is what it is going in. Such is life. All right, I'm going to have to deal with it. Or I lose my over on uh, over on whatever. Yeah, I understand that. I think for the most part, for game bets, ah. I'll be waiting, I'll be waiting as, less, uh, as long as possible to make sure. I mean, baseball, you can, you can find out starting lineups in baseball generally a couple of hours before each game. So you'll mm -hmm. have an idea. We're still going to get busted sometimes where the player comes down sick late and yeah. they scratch. But that happens anyway. You know, it happens anyway. Football, mm -hmm. we know the rosters come out 1130. You hear about the inactives. You know, and, that, and that's just the way it is. And I'll be doing that for DFS as well. Right. You know, fantasy, you do it anyway to set your lineup, so you should be good there. It is a different way of doing it, but I also may find out that, you know what? Oh, I wish I would have bet that earlier. I had it right. And I may trust myself more as we get into it. I think we're a little nervous now, Dane, because this is all new to us, right? No one knows it's really going to go on, but I think we'll get more comfortable and we'll get a feel for how things are going. Plus, you get a feel for how each team is teams are playing a week in, 10 days in. Right. And I feel better maybe about going back to my old habits. Okay, and I, oh, I have follow-up questions for you, George, because you talk about wanting to get ahead of it, right? You talk about there'll be an interim period in there, call it the first week or two of the season, where you want to get a better feel of it. I like trying to get ahead of it, too. You know, I think about, like, in the NBA offseason, I might buy, oh, I'm going to take stake in the Clippers' futures before they sign Kawhi Leonard on rumors that they might, you know, because I want to get ahead of it and get value there. But we don't know how it's going to disappear George, there's a very interesting market that I like to play last year in Major League Baseball on a game-by-game -game basis, okay? And I've got no idea how to get ahead of it, how to get a feel for it, when I will get a feel for it, so I look to you for advice. I used to love playing the starting pitcher strikeout prop market, George, and um, I got no effing clue how to play that right now for a number of reasons, right? One... Teams are saying they may only have their guys go out three, four innings. Teams that were not the opener kinds of teams, right? They're, 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 it may be dramatically cut. So if they hang a six and a half as a strikeout prop, but they're only going to allow the guy to go four innings, I don't know if that's the right number, right? Also, in this National League where you lose the pitcher hitting and now you have a DH, I don't know that that, you know, the free strikeout that used to almost happen in the NL. So I'm going to give you a case study to try to get ahead of it, try to get a feel for it, George. How would you treat the starting pitcher strikeout prop market, which is something I like to play in? And as soon as I said it, you smiled. So maybe you do, too. I do. I like, I like that's a one prop I love to play All right. uh, as well there. So, uh how are you figure that one out? Cam and I were big on it last year. Well, first off, everyone's getting nervous because we've heard the uh, you know team say, oh, first couple of times through the uh, rotation, right. he's only going two to four, four innings. innings. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, that's bull. All right? Everything a coach says in preseason, that's great. But once the yeah. games count, all right, they tend to go with the guy uh, who, who got him there. That being said, 
if I'm going, let's say I'm going to bet on Jacob DeGrom. Sure. You know, first draw, prop well, total. Seven and a half, sure. Uh, first thing I'm looking at, okay, in his last spring start, how many pitches did he throw? Mm. 85? That means he's good for 95 now. He's fine. He right. maybe he can't go seven, eight innings, but he can go six. So okay. I'm good there. That, that's that's all I'm giving a pitcher anyway is six innings. Generally, you're looking at 15 to 17 pitches an inning. You do the math here, times six or times seven, you get what he's going to go there. So I'm good with that, Jacob DeGrom. If that pitcher went 45 pitches his last yes. outing, 50, they're not going anymore with 10, 15 higher. No, thank you. Uh, that prop is too high. You mentioned the six and a half is still at, you know, if you six and a half is your prop, well, if you say he's going to do that in four innings, that means you thought he was going to get 15 over a nine-inning game? No, he wasn't going to do that. So, yeah, I am very well aware. I used to love betting the National League guys because of what you mentioned. Okay. That free strikeout. What is it? So if give me the universal problems, DH. Now what? Probably, you're going to get one and a half strikeouts per game against the opposing pitcher probably. That's, that would be my over-under there. That's well, probably just like. get hit for, right? Like by his third at-bat a lot of times. That's why it's one and a half. All right. All right. So – Unless Tell me, how is your handicap evolving for, like, the dominant NL starting pitcher? Give me Robbie Ray is on the hill in the state of Arizona, mind you, right, against the team. But he's not getting that one and a half free strikeouts. He's not getting – you're going you're gonna to mark him down a little bit. I Listen, I assume the lines will be down as well. They'll know okay. that. You know, but I want to make sure it is. You know, I do want to make sure. The most important thing to me by far is going to be the pitch count. I got to make sure of how many innings I think he can go. You know, that's the most important thing. But assuming it's normal, I'm going to mark him down minus one. He's not going to get that free He might strike out the guy anyway, but he won't do it every game. He won't do right. it every time through the lineup. That DH on most teams, not every National League team. Listen, some of these National League teams, that DH listen, is going to be barely better than the pitcher. Outcomes. People want to strike out these days, right? And the pitcher might be more apt to sack bunt than that DH that will be in that spot in the lineup. So I think Madison Bumgarner probably is a better hitter than anybody San Fran could have gotten. Noah Syndergaard as well, right? That is true. i got to ask you about one more curious case, George. I come to you with advice for advice. This is not in the betting market. But I, you know, I am going to be very excited to see how the Angels – treat Otani this year. Um, they say he could be back on the mound. They say he likes to not hit on days before, on when he's pitching, or days before, days after. He comes from, you know, a far, Asia where they like that six-man rotation. You're going to try and baby him. But I, you've heard me say this. I believe the Angels are one of those teams that are in the second tier that could surprise a ton this year. And you need Otani as one of your best players to be out there as much as possible. How do you think they treat Otani? I think they give him a five-inning start once a week. They let him hit the other days. And they turn him into a high-leverage lefty reliever. High leverage lefty. I don't think they'll do that. Only because he's coming back from Tommy John surgery. I don't think they're going to mess with that. All, not a 60 yeah, game. One start and then one inning. You know, like go and get go and get uh, uh, Matt Chapman out for Oakland. I don't think so. Right. I, I don't think I don't think they'll do that. Not not in, uh, coming off Tommy John. I don't okay. think they'll do that. But the rest, well, the rest I'm on board with. Uh, I I know I just said earlier that you know when co when. Co how can you tell when a coach is lying when their lips speak, right. uh, their lips move? Well, What's Madden they, saying? they did say that they want, they're going to have Otani pitch once a week. I think they're telling the truth there. That was the uh, schedule the last time he played. I think they'll follow that again. So I think he's going to pitch once a week. You know, Maybe it'll be every Sunday again like it was last time. I don't know. Okay. It doesn't really make a difference. Cool. And I don't think he'll be in relief in between starts. My only curiosity is what you sort of mentioned there. Is he in the will, will he bat before and after each game? Right. Uh, you know, the Saturday. If somebody's pitching only on Sundays, will they bat on well, the Sunday Saturdays starter pool, and right. Saturday and Monday, do you get the Eight bat that is normally – right, who is a guy who is normally what? Your five hitter? Your six hitter? You need him in the lineup, George. Right? So maybe, listen, hey, Shoei, I know this is your routine. It's unique. You got to give us bats on Saturday or Monday. I can tell you I've uh, done a lot of uh, mock drafts, uh, industry drafts. These are people who know what they're doing. He's not going early. Huh. So pe people are worried. People but is, are he still, worried. is he still listed as like Otani hitter and then another player is Otani pitcher? Aren't nah, they two separate players? You can only grab him once. Right. And, okay. uh, and mostly. There are some leagues you can do what you just said. I've got to Yahoo at least. Literally, it's like Otani pitcher. 
and you only get his pitching stats. And it's another player to get Otani the hitter. No, you know, only grab him once. In most leagues, you can only grab him once, and you have to decide each week, do I want him uh, as a pitcher or do I want him as the hitter? That's interesting. Yeah, Which would you pick? I think I'd pick him as a hitter. It depends on the lineup, right? um, schedule, right? Yes. Right. You know, I, 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 he's the one player I'd be looking at. Who's that Sunday start going to be against, right? Yeah, it is very interesting. I think he is a very curious case, especially, I've told you this before, George, I believe the Angels are the exact kind of team that could take advantage of unique circumstances, although they are in the state of California. So we'll see how that one comes back. When we come back, we tie a nice little bow on this episode. But I got to tell you, people, we can't have an episode of In-Game Live. I can't have my man George Kurtz on and not get caught up on the NHL. The NHL has also ratified an agreement, and there'll be labor peace not only for the next four months, but for the next five or six years. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some of the dates coming out for the NHL, and we'll also talk about what is he going to ride to the promised land to make money in this tournament? The term hot goalie comes to mind for me. We'll see with George when we come back. It is in-game live, continuing to give you the edge on SportsGrid. Dane Martinez, George Kurtz, we talk NHL when we come back. We'll be here. Hopefully you will be as well. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, everybody, to In Game Live, giving you the edge right here on Sports Grid. Listen, George Kurtz and I, we're even looking at which media market and which COVID curve to look at to try to find the edge. That's what we do here on Sports Grid. I want to turn our attention as we wrap up today, George, to the NHL, which, you know, is making major news. And I know you are as plugged in on the NHL as anybody on this network, along with Gabe, along with Cam. So I want to get your thoughts, you know. 
the NBA, Major League Baseball, they're trying to find Band-Aid solutions, I believe, to responding to the pandemic. The NHL has done it a slightly different way. There is now, correct me if I'm wrong, labor peace all the way to 2026. They're going the same way that like MLS did. Let's just ratify a new CBA. Let's do it for real. George, is that right? Is that the right, ask, the right tactic to pull here? And are there any details in this new CBA that really become headlines for you? Yeah, the NHL did what MLB couldn't do. That's really what it came down to. They Both sides had clear heads, thought ahead, didn't want to fight in the media with each other. They came to an agreement. Uh, they're ratifying it right now. Uh, well, it should be ratified. The uh, I know the NHLPA board did give their okay to it. So now the players have to ratify it by a simple majority. It is expected to pass, but we don't know for sure yet. It would give an additional four years of labor peace. Listen, the big numbers here is that the salary cap's not going up next year. It's mm. going to stay flat, which may be true in a lot of sports, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with what's going on here. The new normal. Yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. And then we'll see what happens after that. Other than that, as far as rule changes, no, nothing really, nothing really big yet to worry about there. The biggest thing was uh, they took away a clause in trades that you can no longer tie draft picks uh, to if the team signs somebody. So in other words, I trade for Dane oh, Martinez. Uh, I, I trade a third-round pick, but if I sign Dane Martinez – I got to give up a second-round pick instead. They got rid of that for whatever reason. I think they thought one side or the other had too much leverage there. But other than that, we should have labor peace in the NHL for at least the next four years. And more importantly, at least for me, I think most hockey fans, even guys who are you know so-so ones, the NHL will allow their players to participate in the Olympics, oh. ass assuming they get an agreement with the IHF and the IOC. Okay, so that are definitely things to watch for. And maybe some of the studs here can be on the Team USA. Maybe another. It won't be really a miracle on ice then at that point, I guess. Another thing that I saw this week in the NHL, George, is, you know, we've got some details here about the restart plan, right? Remember, we were asking about the different hub cities. It has become, you know, clear now Toronto for the Eastern Conference. I believe Edmonton for the Western Conference. Also, it looks like, listen, we're only a week away from NHL testing and training camp, right? Camp starting on July 13th. It looks like then players will arrive to these two bubbles. Ironically, neither one in the United States of America. It looks like they arrive to the bubbles July 26th, and then games begin August 1st is what I'm seeing. Is that enough of a runway? Is that enough of a runway, not only for players to get in shape, but to clear out these rounds of testing like we see in other sports, George? Well, one of the people to remember, NHL training camp, nowhere near as long as football or baseball. All right, in a normal year, training camp would be about mid-September. And listen, season starts early October. The only difference is in the NHL, or I should say in the NHL, hockey players in general, they're playing all year long. Mm -hmm. Hockey's already the nine-month season. Then during the summer, they would play in the Canada Cup. Right. There's other cups that go on either in Europe or up in Canada. So they don't get much time off. This time, they did have time off. I fully expect, Dane, we're going to hear about sore groins. You know, hamstrings, so hamstrings yeah, yeah. and a lot of soft tissue injuries when he's when camp resumes and when the games resume. It's why I keep coming back to when it comes to future betting again. We like the idea, you know, because we're so used to football. You want a team that has a buy. All right. We know eight teams have right. buys, four in each conference. But is that a good thing this year? Because you're not playing any meaningful games now for another couple of weeks. You know, and you're playing those buy, those they're playing games where three games you know, against the other teams that are in the buy for seeding. So if you get five points, you might get the first seed, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But I don't know how much uh, teams or players are going to care about that. It's not, you're not going home. If you, if you get, even is get it enough game, reps to get into, like, game shape or right. what have you? And I don't think it is. That's why I, th I think these teams that hmm. win the play-in game, you know, the first round, will have a major advantage because they will have played meaningful games. They lose these games. They're going home. Hmm. You just sat out this four months for no reason. You got to play five games, you're out of here. See you in December when we start up again. So I think the play-in teams do have a little bit of an advantage. And then we also have this nice little thing thrown in, where of the eight teams that lose the play-in, well, you get a chance for the number one pick. Because the NHL's <laughs> lovely draft lottery went haywire and went awry, and they screwed that up. They couldn't have screwed that up worse if they tried. Yeah, that is very weird to me. Someone who is technically, after the majority of the season, like the five seed, could technically still win the number one overall pick for the next year um, after, you know, proving yourself to be an above average team in the first place. So I do think that's interesting. You talk about the draft lottery and other mechanics of the season. I wanted to ask you about something that 
you know, kind of came on my radar. And I, I just compare it to basketball, George. You know, they're in this bubble. I see the dates. Like, they're not going to crown a Stanley Cup champion, right, until what, October, I would imagine, similar to the NBA. And then they're talking about starting next season in the month of December, I think. We're seeing vague, loose terms around that kind of thing. Here's my question for you. You know, these 24 teams that get invited and can restart, okay, or a team that winds up in the Eastern Conference Finals or is playing in Edmonton in the Western Conference Finals, they may have, to use your term, playing meaningful games, they may only have a two-month or a three-month gap and when they're playing meaningful games to when they start the 2021 season. These teams, however, that miss the cut of these playoff rounds, right, uh, call it eight teams or whatever, they haven't played a meaningful game since March and then won't play a meaningful game again until December. That seems to be a huge rest disparity. In the NBA, they're talking about, oh, we're going to make a second bubble for these teams, whatever. Has the NHL addressed that? And do you see that incredible gap in time for the teams that are in this 2014 World Cup thing and the teams that are not? Is that competitive balance? Do you see that having a ripple effect next season? I certainly think it could. Hockey's a physical sport, and these teams or the teams that go on to win the Stanley Cup will have played a minimum of four rounds. That's a yeah. minimum of 16 games. Could be as much as uh, 28 games. It could be more if you uh, if a play-in team gets that far. Then they, you had another three to five games there. So sure, you could have played an extra 35 games, and now you're getting two months rest, maybe. Right. You know, in, in a normal season, you would have three months rest, about three, give or take. You know, this is obviously this is not a normal season. Uh, I, do I think it can be a competitive imbalance? Of course. If you have injuries, they may not be able to come back for the start right. of the season. But once again, like all these other sports, and I keep saying, if we want sports to come back, we want to watch our games, we're going to have to live with it. Yeah. You're going to have to live with it. Your, your, your favorite team may be at a disadvantage next season. Or maybe they're at an advantage. Maybe you're a Devils fan. you got nine months off now. You know, hey, right. good for you. You'll be you'll be very well rested, right? And stuff like Enough that. time to hire a new coach, take the interim tag off the GM in that nine month period. Similarly, like, listen, the coach, the, the Knicks have their head coaching search going on. They've got time to figure it out. You know, the last thing I did want to ask you though, George, you alluded to it again. You said you think having one of those buys and only playing the three games for the seating may not actually be an advantage. You mentioned that the teams that win that playoff round, maybe kind of, you know, I always go back to the hot goalie or maybe rolling, maybe closer to mid-season form than a team that's, you know, kind of flipped the switch on, let's say. About a month ago, when these brackets came out, you told me you liked a lot of plus money in the play-in rounds. It seems like you're now making a point that in that next round up against the team with a bye, that it may not be an advantage for the team with the bye. Are you telling me that there is some, you know, teams who with a second life here, maybe an 11 seed, maybe a 10 seed, may have a chance at winning multiple rounds and really hitting plus money for something like an Eastern Conference Finals bet? I think they get a shot. I don't know if I, uh, I mean, think about the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. Okay. They're the fifth seed, okay? Which means they just barely missed getting one of those buys. Right. All right. Now, in some ways, they have, it's bad luck. They got to play Montreal in the first round. Montreal's Carey Price. Carey Price is an excellent goaltender. If he's hot, things could go very wrong for Pittsburgh very quickly. Yeah. Well, let's say Pittsburgh gets by that. Yeah. Okay? They now will have played meaningful games and defeated the team. They will end up playing, could be Boston, Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, or Washington, depending on how they finish in this little, I don't know, round robin tournament yeah. they're going to have between themselves. I don't know how, let's say they play Philadelphia. They were only three points behind Philadelphia anyway. Philadelphia now hasn't played a meaningful game, a truly meaningful game in five months. Pittsburgh has. Pittsburgh theoretically is in better game shape because, hey, they just played a, a best of five series and they beat a That's team. Coming off the series, yeah. Right. I think, I mean, it's human nature. Philadelphia yeah. is going to know in this uh, little uh, round-robin tournament that, hey, you know what, we're not the favorite anyway. Boston's better than us. Tampa Bay is better than us. It may be more important that no one gets hurt here, that Claude mm. Giroux doesn't get hurt. In this little three. Either way, we're playing somebody next round. Right. It's not like they're getting knocked out of the playoffs. Or knocked, they can right. lose all three games. It won't right. matter. The if, they, if they lose all three, they'd be in the same exact spot they were coming right. in. The fourth seed. Right. You know, so it's going to be very interesting. In fact, when you talk about yeah, the, they can't It's a no-lose scenario. You're absolutely right. It's a no-lose scenario for a team like Philadelphia. Yeah. 
Boston's the team that gets screwed out of it because they had the first seed all locked up. They could only go down they in this go down. Robin, whereas Philly can only go up. I almost wonder, and maybe this involves things like hedges or anything, but you talk about Montreal. You keep on referencing Price as a great goalie. They have this second chance. What if they upset Pittsburgh, right, in that 5-12? Same logic applies. Now they see Philadelphia, who hasn't played a meaningful game. Kerry Price is hot. Right? Like, what's the universe where they can do that? Montreal gets through that, gets through a Philly. And then, George, I'm holding literally a 50 to 1 ticket for them to win the Eastern Conference. And they're in the Eastern Conference semis. Can I just hedge off of that at that point? Goalie in hockey playoffs is the equivalent to an ace starting pitcher in baseball playoffs. Right. If you have one, you got a chance in any series. Because, you know, you think about uh, a seven game series, you have that ace, and he's, and he's rested. He can go games one, four, seven. Seven. Right? Go ask Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. Exactly. And that's why the baseball playoffs are, you know, they're not really built for what happened in the regular season. Same thing in hockey. If that goaltender is playing lights out and is not letting up any goals, which we've seen in the playoffs over and over again throughout the years, you just raised your chance. Carey Price might be the best goaltender in the NHL when healthy. Mm. He just might be. Now, the team's not great. It's not bad, but it's not great. But if Carey Price is on top But if top he can steal two games game, a series, yeah. Exactly. If he shuts you out, if they don't score, they can't win. Exactly. If he's not letting – if he's a brick wall, you know, he's got the plexiglass behind him. That's right. This is why Pittsburgh's unhappy. They've been complaining about this, that they got, you know, three points from a boy, and now we got to play Carey Price. The yeah. only thing is, yeah, Carey Price has made some noise that he's not so sure that he wants to play. See, and that's – what a way to bring it full circle – George, what a way to build it full circle. I was like getting close to hitting on the Montreal Canadiens at 50 to 1 to, you know, win the Eastern Conference. Was going to ask you for the same analogy in the Western Conference, but way to bring it full circle because why? Everyone is questionable these days, right? And I guess Kerry Price is no exception. Well, that'll do it for us today. A lot of fun talking to you, spending a couple hours with you, the viewer, you, the listener, and you, of course, George. We'll do it again tomorrow. More, you know, fantasy baseball, more NFL news to react to. And I'm going to find more goalies that fit this Kerry Price description because I want to get paid in the NHL. All that tomorrow as we give you the edge right here on SportsGrid. Have a great day, everybody. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.